Want to navigate your way from book idea to bestseller and beyond? You're in the right place. Listen in for interviews with industry experts and inspiring authors who are making their mark in the world of independent publishing. Get ready for down-to-earth, actionable advice and insights from those who know the business best. Welcome to the She Gets Published podcast. Here's your host, best-selling author, transformational book coach, and indie publishing mentor, Lynette Pottle. Welcome to the show. I'm Lynette Pottle. If you've ever thought about crowdfunding some or all of the expenses associated with publishing a quality book, you are going to love today's guest. I'm excited for you to meet Colleen Olinsky. She has an incredible Kickstarter story to share with you, fully funding her project in just seven hours. Yowzer! <laughs> I first got to know Colleen through our shared journeys to the TEDx stage. What stood out to me about Colleen the very first time I met her was not only is she incredibly knowledgeable, she's the type of person who lights up every room she enters. I expect that energy will reach you today all the way through the airwaves and you'll walk away knowing exactly what I mean. Colleen Marie Olinsky is a passionate TEDx speaker, author, educator, mother, and content creator dedicated to creating safe spaces and advocating for the well-being of women and children. With a strong background in education, Colleen brings positive energy and dynamic communication skills to uplift and inspire others. She founded Mama Wolf Publishing and wrote her debut book, A Wolf Named Elvis, to help children learn to regulate the many big feelings that they experienced during the coronavirus pandemic. The book empowers children and adults to explore what creative actions bring them healing. It continues to support readers in feeling their feelings, flipping their scripts, and finding their own unique magic. Buckle up for this lively, down-to-earth Kickstarter conversation. Here we go. Colleen, welcome. I cannot tell you how much I have been looking forward to this conversation. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to be here. And same. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this too. <laughs> well, we've got so much to talk about, so I want to dive right in. But before we get to some tactics and some tips, what I want to share with our listeners as we introduce you to the She Gets Published community is for them to get a sense of why, what was your experience? What was going on for you that you chose to do crowdfunding to help fund your book? And why Kickstarter? Of all the platforms that are out there, why Kickstarter? Why did that speak to you? Right. So I was in a pretty unique position when I wrote my book. Um, I was a longtime educator. And at the time, um, it was right in the middle of the pandemic. And I had to leave my in-person teaching job to stay home with my son, who at the time was in kindergarten. And I saw this need um, through kids in his class and through the other kids in my orbit for social emotional support. And I knew that, you know, I had two decades of experience as an educator. I knew that I had these tools to help kids, but I wasn't going to be able to do it from home. So my book was really the idea of creating something tangible that, you know, kids could have, teachers could have, child therapists, parents could have to help them through this kind of big social emotional mess that was created from the pandemic. So I got started with my book and the manuscript came together rather quickly. I had a lot of input from kids. 
um, to do the illustrations. I kind of did a little bit of my own fundraising and I had to put in my own sources to it. And when it came time for me to print this book and I had a finished project, I was out of money. I did not have money to print this book. And it was like so close. Like I had worked so hard and had, you know, all the pieces in place. And that was really when I was sort of introduced to crowdfunding and Kickstarter in particular. Um, there are so many different platforms, as you said. And the reason I chose Kickstarter is really because for a few reasons. One, it's a platform specifically for creatives and creative projects. So you have a lot of people on Kickstarter who are looking to back these sort of projects. Um, and the reach is massive. You know, it's, it's a global yes. reach where people are regularly visiting Kickstarter looking for projects to back. Um, you know, and I thought that if I was going to do this, you know, that just seemed like the kind of place that I wanted to go. Now, you could go to other um, crowdfunding platforms and promote yourself globally in this way. But with Kickstarter, it's kind of like a place that people already are expecting, you know, these kind of projects. And, you know, another thing about it, which is kind of the, you know, it's the good and the bad of it, is that it is all or nothing funding. So it's a little scary to be all or nothing funding because other platforms aren't. Um, but it's also a big push. You know, when you have that, you know, sort of idea of like, listen, this has to work in order to get the full funding and get my project out. You know, that is kind of a big push. So that yeah. was another reason um, why Kickstarter. And I'm so yeah. grateful that I did choose it because... My book is now in places like the UK and Germany, Australia, Singapore, and I have no idea how I would have had that reach without Kickstarter. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, one of the things I want to go back to just for some clarification for listeners as well, you're talking about the money that it was going to take to print your book and you chose to do offset printing rather than print on demand and the quality of your book. There were some special features that offset printing was the way for you to go. And for those not familiar with that printing, it means that you're buying in bulk ahead of time. You're paying for those books before yes. you're, you're selling them. So it's a different way to go about things. So you have to come up with that money and you'd already invested a lot. Illustrators are not inexpensive. It's a big investment and mm -hmm. having that next little stretch. So I just wanted to provide that clarification for folks, but I love what you said about Kickstarter as well. It's like the good and the bad. There's a piece of extra motivation that comes that knowing that it's all or nothing. It's like go big or go home right. in the situation, right? right. You go all in. This is it. You're, you're <laughs> either doing it or you're not. <laughs> exactly. Which is a great lead in to thinking about you know, so we know why Kickstarter, why that was for you. There's already this culture of people looking for these types of projects to back. So people that you've never met, you're reaching. So that's a really big thing. But if you're going to go all in, what does that look like in Kickstarter? What is What are some of the things that you have to do to make that work? It doesn't happen magically. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into no. it. So let's talk a bit about that. So I think if you are setting out to do a Kickstarter, um, you have to have an unshakable belief in yourself, your project, the value that, you know, what you offer has to the world and to other people and the service that you are offering through your project. You know what I mean? Like that, that to me is one of the most important thing. It's this mindset of like, listen, I have this thing and I know it could help people. 
And then when you have that sort of, you know, glow of excitement, it gets everybody else on board. And then other people start to see the value in your work and they start to be like, oh, she's really excited. What is she so excited about? First of all, you know, <laughs> and then being able to have your little elevator pitch or that those, you know, those magic words that kind of get people interested. And as you get people interested, then you can kind of build up your momentum and your audience to the point where it feels like, you know, it feels like an experience. Like people, I really felt like leading up to the Kickstarter felt like something people were excited about, you know, and, and you want that because then they're going to share it in spaces. Um, and when I did this, I didn't really even have social media, which was really interesting, you know, so that was something right, that right. like, you know, one thing I would say anywhere that you go, be ready to talk about your book. Be ready to talk about your project. You know, go any space where you think that people might need what you're creating in the world. Be ready to talk about it, you know, and you're not there will be times when people are not open to hearing about it. But there's going to be that many more times where everybody is, you know, all ears and ready to listen to you. And in those moments, you know, even if your Kickstarter isn't up yet, say, hey, you know, I'm actually running a Kickstarter to get this book into the world. You know, would you be interested in following me on social media? And if you can't back the project, maybe you could share it with people that you think it would help, you know? Yeah, and so I had, people, yeah, giving people like an giving option. people an option, you know, and an opportunity. And I, because mine was a children's book, I had the pieces of my book and my illustrations and the story. I put together a binder and I would read to kids wherever I was allowed to read to kids, you know, baseball practice. Like we brought it to the pediatric dentist. We brought it anywhere. And then, you know, there was always someone or a bunch of someone who were ready to, you know, get on board and follow the story. Yes. And enthusiasm about the project is contagious. And I want to point out at the same time, like you are an energetic person, like you, when you're in your sphere, you can feel that energy and you don't have to be an extrovert to be able to do this well. What you have to have is this, like you said, unshakable belief in your project and how it can serve and help other people. That's what gives you the energy to talk about it. It's when you're in the zone and you tap into your why of having this project and why you want to have it funded. It doesn't matter how, you know, where you fall on that spectrum of introvert, extrovert. It goes to the heart of the work that you're trying to do in the world. Right. And I think as authors, you know, we're trying to create what we wish was out there, right? So, you know, and, and have that idea in your head that like this is has such value. And I really like you're saying, I really see how it can serve people. Um, and it's finding those right people, the people that need it. Right. Um, and yeah. And being able to and you're it's it's true. Like if you are passionate about something like I was so passionate about helping these kids that, you know, it it just like you said, it will flow out of you. You'll be able to talk about it. Um but yeah, that is so important, being able to speak in spaces about this and get people on board and interested. And those people, when you see that they're on your team and they're with you, recruit them. You know, if they're willing <laughs> to share your project or do things like, you know, like because you can always tell when somebody is really ready to support and back, you know, so have them on your team. Yes. Be willing to ask. Be willing. And I think even if you're shy or you're not used to being outspoken about different things, going back to that piece of like giving them the opportunity. I think that's the key word that you said there as well. It's about an opportunity. It isn't just about something they're doing for you. It's how they're helping 
to spread this message. And I've heard stories of, you know, people whose friends or family were disappointed or even a little miffed that someone didn't ask them to participate. It's like, I didn't even know you had a project. So being willing to ask for help, it's not it's not self-serving. It's about the message. It's about getting that out there. So you do that beautifully. Asking for help is hard, right? Like me and my regular, like that is a hard thing to do. But when it came to this project and my belief in it helping people, you know, I was like, listen, all or nothing, you know? So I was willing to ask for help. I was willing to recruit people. I was willing to, you know, have people share my message. Um, So that is important. You're listening to the She Gets Published podcast with Lynette Pottle. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe. Yes, key. So let's talk, um, let's shift a little bit into thinking about, okay, we've decided on Kickstarter. I'm talking about it. I'm creating excitement. I'm getting people, but how do I know even what to set? I mean, one of the first things you have to do when you set up Kickstarter is what is your goal? How do you even know where to, is there any kind of strategy to choosing that? This is a tricky one because, you know, especially when you've put your own funds into projects already, And, you know, of course, everyone would like to set a goal and, you know, get back all the money they've already put in plus what they need. Right. But I think, you know, there's a few things that you need to look at when you're setting your goal. One of them is what is, you know, what do you need to make the project happen? Right. Like, what's your base amount? Like for me, I knew a certain amount would get me, you know, a thousand print run. Like that was like my first base goal. Right. And also you need to look at what's realistic. And how much time do you have? I mean, I moved really quickly on this project from idea to production to running this Kickstarter. It was a matter of months and it was, which is not typical. And, you know, I knew that I didn't have a lot of time. So that was something that I considered in my funding goal. Now, I have also spoken to people who have prepared for years for their Kickstarter and they were able to put in a lot of, you know, paid ads and time and you know, a buildup over a long span of time. That might be, if you have that kind of flexibility, maybe you're able to do a bigger goal. But, you know, I th- so I think it's really project to project based, but I think looking at what you need to make it happen, because if you don't get funded, period, right, your project doesn't happen. Yes. Um, or you have to start back and do it all over again, which is which happens too. Um, so when I looked at it, I looked at the base amount that I needed Um, what I realistically thought I could do um, with the audience that I had and the amount of time that I had to do it in, Um, you know, and that's what that's really how I did it. You know, there's all kinds of advice out there. People do it different ways. But that was those were the key things I looked at. And I think one of the things that's really important to remember there is like it, it, you know, what's realistic for you. There's tons of advice. You're right. There's lots of advice out there. No shortage of gurus trying to tell us how to do things. And then also like taking that in while also trusting your gut and you know, your audience, you know, your timelines, you know, what you have to put into it. So not discounting your own internal knowledge when you're coming up with those goals. And I want to say, um, it seemed to work for you. Tell us how quickly yeah. you, not only did you fund your project, how quickly did that happen for you? So I um, had full funding in less than seven hours on day one, which what? was 
I know it was an ama- it was amazing, you know, and and I will say that when I was coming up with that goal amount, I did talk it out with a lot of people. You know, I talked it out at the end of the day. I really made that choice, but I really did, you know, kind of throw it out at different people that were in business or who had done crowdfunding and, you know, but it's it's really your your source. But yeah, mine happened really quickly. And, you know, I had the mindset, to be honest, from the beginning that I wanted it to happen quickly. And that was part of my goal setting. You know, I wanted something that was, you know, could happen and happen quickly that I believed could happen quickly Um, because then anything, you know, beyond that, beyond not even that day, beyond that first seven hours was a bonus and was like towards the stretch goals. You know, you always want to have those too, right? Have your your goal and then have your stretch goals um, of what you can offer beyond that. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was exciting. You know, it was really exciting. And people like people were people were into it, you know, and I, I was re- they were cheering me on. And I just remember that day was just like an influx of it just felt like this, you know, so much support. Um, but that was really created, as you said, over months of time and getting people on board. And so that when it came, when the day arrived, they were ready. And I actually when you speak of ask for help, I came out and said to the people that I knew were going to back me please do it on day one. If you can do it on day one, please do it on day one. If you know that you're going to, you know, do that and that sort of built up and offer, you know, have something to offer an incentive or a little bonus for the people that do um, back in the first, say, 24 or 48 hours. Yes, that's such a smart ask. And one of the things that you did, let's talk just briefly about, you know, we we know with crowdfunding, crowdfunding with Kickstarter, there's different tiers and different levels. So if someone in this case was backing early on, you had some kind of extra incentive. How do you like, how do you even approach? And I know we don't have a lot of time to go deep dive on this, but just some general thoughts that people could apply to coming up with how to, how to do their tiers and rewards and things like that. Right. Um, You know, when you think about your tiers, think about your people, think about who you're serving. And, you know, what you think that they would be interested. And then also look at your resources and connections that you have. I had such a spirit behind my campaign when it came to, you know, people wanting to solve this problem in the world that I also offered a lot of chances to give. So like when you, you know, supported my different tiers, yes, you you got the book yourself or several copies of the book, but you had the opportunity to donate to kids in foster care, hospitals, teach I had to sponsor a classroom so that like a whole classroom of kids would get books um, or donating books to school those were all options that were built into my tiers but also I had a friend who during the pandemic another mom and we weaved this into the story of the campaign who started a business at home as well and she started a business making making uh, custom apparel you know sweatshirts and t-shirts and stickers so some of my um, things that you got in my different tiers came from her. So, you know, I had Mama Wolf publishing hoodies and T-shirts and I had little stickers of all my Wolf Pup characters um, that came from her and that were built into my tiers. So think about things that, you know, and you might have to put a little money up front. You know, you might order and it doesn't have to be expensive things. It could be bookmarks that are, you know, designed with your your logo or your characters or whatever. Um you know, or if you have nothing to put up front, get creative, sell experiences, give them opportunities for you to come do an author's visit somewhere or give them, you know, you can get as creative as you want. And that's the beauty of it. 
you know, there's very little structure as far as telling you what you can offer, to be honest. Yeah. And I think what was so powerful about the way you handled this and knowing your audience and knowing your topic so well is that you were able to create energy, not not just behind you, not just behind the book, but you were able to create energy behind a movement. And that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And and that will just piggyback on it. I mean, I was so shocked that, you know, people were contacting each other and being like, yo, what, what time are you going to, you know, go on and, you know, and it's, and I was getting all these messages, you know, the day before and being like, it's Kickstarter Eve, you know, and that was like, and I was reaching out to people. Of course you have to, right. You're, that's your ask. Um, but some people before I could even get to them were reaching out to me. And like you said, that was really creating, you know, a movement and momentum behind the project. So if you can do that, you're going to be good. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I know you have so much more to share and we're going to give folks an opportunity to get some more information from you. But before we get to that point, tell us a little bit about your book. So my book is called A Wolf Named Elvis. And I created this story, you know, really as a way to help the big social emotional crisis that was kind of created by kids experiencing the pandemic. However, it translates into all any day-to-day experience that a kid or any of us might go through that's tough, right? So my little wolf pup is separated from the friends in his pack, um, which I think we all experienced, right? Really missing Mm -hmm. our friends. And he goes through all the emotions of anger and sadness, frustration, you know, feeling kind of boxed in and cooped up. And the way that he is able to find healing for himself is through creative um, actions like art and music and going out into nature and activism and different ways. Um, And in my book, I call this finding your magic. So in the beginning, Mama Wolf um, character is actually based on me. The book is based on my son and I and our experience. And she gives um, Elvis magic from her back pocket, but tells him that he really needs to learn how to create his own magic for his own back pocket. So he does all of these creative actions, gets really empowered and feels like he has created this magic. So it's to help kids find that self-regulation piece um, and empower them to know that they can get themselves back even when the big feelings come. Um, And the feelings are important. You know, Mama Wolf, one of her quotes is all feelings deserve respect. So that whole huge range of them. Such important work. Thank you for like you put so much of your heart and soul and energy into this project. And I know that the listeners are going to want to support that as well. So there's two things before we go. Um, Like I mentioned, we want to talk about um, you have a gift for them. You want to tell us just quickly what that is? Yeah. Absolutely. So I wanted to take the tips that we offered today and then build upon them because we only had a short time here today. So I have a gift for your listeners that are 10 tips to rock your crowdfunding experience. So it'll be a little bit of what we did here, plus some bonuses that we did not have time for. Love it. And the link to get that will be in the show notes. And also, how can people stay in touch with you if they have questions, if they want to reach out, if they want to work with you, if they just want to see what you're up to in the world? Where's the best way to find you to stay in touch? Um, you can find me on Instagram at my full name, Colleen Marie Olinsky. Um, and also a wolf named Elvis.com is where you can find the book and purchase the book if you're interested in doing that. Love it. And of course, those as well, those links will be in the show notes. 
Colleen, this is the fastest 20 minutes ever. And I can't. Yeah, how it went by so fast. <laughs> it does. It but does. we covered a lot. Yes. And I know it will be one of those episodes that people go back to and listen to more than once. Thank you again for bringing your energy, your enthusiasm, the work that you do in the world and being here with the She Gets Published community. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see all these projects that are, and, and you know, that come out of this and that come out of, you know, you giving people these tips. And I'm excited. I'm excited. The enthusiasm is shared. That's a wrap for this week's episode. We can't wait to hear how you put what you learned today into action. Remember, the journey from book idea to bestseller and beyond is within your reach. Keep writing, keep learning, and keep pushing forward on your path to becoming the published author you aspire to be. And for more tips and encouragement to support you on the journey, follow us on Instagram at at she gets published. On behalf of your host, Lynette Pottle, Thanks for being a part of the She Gets Published community. See you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.